0: Hello and welcome to The Weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Jara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Garen. On today's episode, Kristen and I get into what it means to give freely without agenda. We talk at length about the magic of trees, and we touch on how important it is to step out of your comfort zone in order to grow. Thank you so much for bearing with us as we took off last week due to the holiday. We hope you had a lovely holiday and a lovely break. For today's Fast Facts, there won't be any Fast Facts. I even wonder if we need the Fast Facts anymore. Maybe I'll just start dropping you straight into our conversation. At least that's what I will be doing today. So enjoy. Christmas trees are so unnecessarily expensive. Are they really? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, even, like regardless of if they're real or or fake fake. last week we got a letter from the apartment complex that they were gonna start removing some trees we were both both of us were absolutely devastated because one of the main reasons why we chose this particular complex was because of the trees because of the charm of the complex there are so many trees and it's, it's a complex that's that's been here for a while, they were like, okay, starting tomorrow, this was like the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I was like, of course, you're going to start doing this while, while nobody is home. You know what I mean? When nobody can say anything, I was like, I was at all of these conspiracy theories in my brain, when in reality, a lot of people just don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? They just, the reality is that most people don't really care about the trees. I even see it on home improvement shows that if there's a tree in front of the a beautiful, tall, wide tree that has been there for decades, if not centuries. They're like, it's messing with the curb appeal. So we're going to take it. I'm like, no, I'm like, I freak out Anyways, I, I just became like inconsolable last week because of the trees. And then yesterday I was walking with my dog and he stopped, like he refused to move. I was like, okay, I guess we'll keep going this way. And it's like a part of the, it's a part of the complex that we never walk in it's hidden behind these buildings and then i saw they had just cut down a a Mm. pretty big one in that area and i was it just it really hit me and it's so weird because like i i was never like this i wasn't like this as a kid i know that a lot of people are like oh when i was a kid i was like oh i loved all the animals and trees and i was like i wasn't really this is very recent for me it it just started when i moved to atlanta i just saw all the trees and i was like oh my god this is incredible i'm in heaven because in iceland we don't really have trees Anyway, so I just saw the tree stump, and there was just like sawdust everywhere. And I was just like seeing like bits and pieces of the tree, like on the other side of the fence. And I was like, this is so brutal. It's just so brutal. Mm. The tree sap was still coming out. And I'm like, this is like the tree's Ugh. blood. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just like yeah. looking at this tree stump, like bleeding in front of me. It was awful. It was just terrible. And then I saw all of the, what do you call them? Like the rings of the tree. And I was like, this is a, a really old tree. And why did they? cut it down my trainer was like oh so you're like you're being like Lorax and I was like oh and I've never actually seen Lorax but I did the Icelandic voiceover for that movie so Taylor Swift's character I was her but in Icelandic but she's only in what he's only in like really few scenes so I, I didn't remember that's what the movie was about um or the story I'm assuming there's a book as well because it's Dr. Seuss oh my um, gosh that's so funny isn't that so funny? But I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> Actually. A little bit like Lorex. And dean sent an email to them anyway. He was like, I know that nothing's going to happen with this email. It- he was like, I know that it's not going to do anything. But I just, it just has to be said. I was like, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for doing that. Agreed. Um,
1: well, I was on a little mini hike with my family this weekend when I was in Connecticut for the holiday. And we—I mean, the tiniest hike. This should not be considered a hike. We just walked, maybe thirty paces into the woods. <laughs> well, for my family, that's I. hike. Sorry, we don't is hike. that a
0: modern? Is that a modern way of measuring thirty paces? That was <laughs> like something people used in the seventeen hundreds. Thirty paces to the left. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: And my dad. So my, it was my brother Kenny, my mom, and I. And Kenny and my mom were like looking at, there's these big like rock walls that have been there for at least hundreds of years. And we've always speculated about who built them and why and all this. They're pointing out like where they go and all this. And so they're living in the past of being like, do you think it was like the 1400s? Do you think it was like the 1700s? Do you think it was the pilgrims? Who do you think? it's it's, So they're just having fun, like living in like history, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my dad goes on, starts watching. So my daddy just like wanders off by himself in the woods another 20 paces away. And he just starts, and he just stands there and just starts staring at certain trees. And I'm like, what's going on, dad? I it's just like communing with this tree. Wow. What an amazing tree this is. Right. And he did this with a few different trees and he found this one and he says, how old do you think this tree is? And I said, oh, well, I don't know. I think you're supposed to count the rings. Right. But you can't do that. And he was like, well, I wonder if I can find out by measuring the circumference of it. Right. So he gets out like an app on his phone to measure the circumference of the thing, we go through the whole thing. And then I Googled based on the circumference, how big is the tree? So it's like 2.8 centimeters is a year, essentially. So something mm. like that. Okay. So we did the circumference and, it, and we find out that the, that the tree is 70 years old, which is my father's age. <laughs> no so way! So I got that's at least what our like rudimentary science led us to believe. And it was just so beautiful. The tree is 70, 70 years old, 70 and a half, between 70 and 71 years old. And and my dad was like, we're the same age. How nice. So we have this picture. And he just he spent so much time like commuting with the street to find out it was born in the same year that Aww. he was born, that they're twins. It was they're so twins. nice. They're brothers. <laughs> it's so nice. How cute. So we have a picture of him and his twin
0: and he just has a hand on it. And it's, it's just very cute. I read this book. tree. Secret Life of Trees? Is that the name of the book? Mm. You know that book? But I remember it, that. It, this german guy in germany who was like studying the trees and in the forest forget what his occupation was something with trees and forests i'm assuming so he discovered that trees have a heartbeat the three facts that i found the most mind-blowing when i read this book is like that they have a heartbeat that their dna it's almost exactly like our dna like some Part of their DNA is almost 99%. It's like crazy, like 90 plus percent the same as our DNA, which like scientists were like, whoa, what the heck? Like closer than many primates. And they also found out that a lot of clumps of trees or whatever, they're families. They're like, there are tree families, like a mom and dad and kid or like whatever. And sometimes the if there's like a tree stump or if a tree is cut down somewhere in the forest, the the surrounding trees will keep pumping nutrients mm-hmm. and life force essentially into that tree stump sometimes for years after the tree is cut down like through their root system they have like mm-hmm. a really complex sophisticated communication system through their roots and, and like branches and stuff so when you see like branches that are like it look, looks like one tree is shading the other that's probably what's happening <laughs>
1: All I remember from that book was that they. i I read it many years ago, and I don't think I finished it. But I just remember that they communicate through their roots, and they're sending, like they're talking through their roots, sending a question mark, sending signals somehow, electromagnetically, electro, something yeah, between each other. Probably, ele- yeah,
0: electromagnetically, probably, yeah,
1: um, something like that. And I thought that was so beautiful of taking care of each other and being able to still communicate.
0: And trees that are planted specifically to be cut down. They don't mm. have this. <gasps> That's crazy. Because there's no life. Yeah, they're just planted so that they can then be taken down for lumber wow. or whatever. Wow, they don't have this. It's just it's just like you're planting crazy. dead trees essentially. So that that was also another thing that I was crying about last week is I was like, I think it sounded like a little child. I was like, the birds are gonna be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are so many trees, there's so many birds, there's so much like wildlife happening here, like literally a hawk landed on my balcony a few weeks ago and just like, hung out there for a while. It was crazy. So I was like, "This is messing with the ecosystem, anyway. I was really angry. I was really angry and really sad. because trees are amazing. actually amazing. agreed. What was your yes for the week? My yes for the week. We haven't seen each other for two weeks now. Oh, true. It's a lot to, it's a lot to pull from. I, I've said yes to a lot of things. I had an opportunity to say a yes to a lot of creative things, which was wonderful. My friend asked me if I would do this Zoom play reading. And it was like a very synchronistic yes, because I had just, like the day before, I had been listening to a podcast that was about this exact subject. And then he sent me the script and I was like, oh, wow, like that was crazy. It was so much fun. So lovely to to read a play again. And then my dad, there was like a Christmas song competition in Iceland. It's like an annual thing that the radio stations do. And he was like, I have this song. Do you have time to to record the vocals for it? I was like, I'm actually working all weekend, but I'll get it to you on Monday. He was like, oh, great. Like the deadline is Monday at midnight. As long as you get it to me a couple hours before, we should be fine. I was like, great. Monday rolls along and contractors show up on top of my roof and I'm on the top floor. So there are like literally men doing step in time <laughs> on my roof. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad. I was like, oh, no, what do I do? Because I really wanted to do this, actually, yeah. for my dad, which wasn't always the case. Like when I was a teenager and he would sometimes ask us to sing, I'll be like, oh, Dad, no, I don't want to sing. You know what I mean. A- anything your parents were doing were like was lame, but now I actually wanted to do it because I was like, I don't know, time is fleeting. We're both getting older. I don't know how many more mm. opportunities I'm going to get to uh, share in a song like this with yeah. my dad. So I actually wanted to do it. So this is what I did. I woke up in the morning. I heard the guys on the roof. I was like, damn, it's going to be a problem. I sent Dad a voicemail. I was like, hey, so here's the thing. There are guys on top of my roof. They're like hammering and banging on, on top of me all day. I'm not going to be able to get a good take. I was like, I'm going to hang around until they go on their lunch break. I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. I hope it'll be enough time for you to send it. Okay. So that's the plan. Great. And then Yadin texts me and he's like, okay, like I'm ready to be picked up now. And I thought to myself, I'm going to leave and pick up Yadeen from work and they're going to go on break. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm like, damn. But I was like, I have the car. I I have to pick him up. This is just, this is reality this is real life so i went and picked him up i came back i see all of the workers sitting around eating their eating their lunch and i was like i gotta like bolt <laughs> because i was like yeah. i don't know how long they've been on break i was like okay Adina, I got to go so i ran up to the apartment i just did three takes i didn't even think about it i didn't even think about mm. what it sounded like i wasn't trying to be perfect nothing i was like i will send him three takes he can edit it however he needs to edit it as i am exporting the last take they start banging again. Wow. So I literally had, so this was maybe 10, 12 minutes that I had mm-hmm. <laughs> record them. But but that was the time that I had. And uh, anyway, that, that was the window of time. So I was thinking like with, with those two things. And then I also did like a reading for my sister. So they, they, these were like three things that happened within the span of three days that I was doing um, not to get paid, not because it was like an incredible opportunity, even with the reading, Like it's not a role that I would be cast for. So I wasn't doing the reading because, oh, in the future, they might hire me for the role. That's not why I did the reading. I just did it as a favor to a friend. For my dad, I'm not getting paid to like record this song. Mm -hmm. I just did it because he asked me and I wanted to. And same with my sister. I'm not getting paid to read this tarot. I wanted to do the reading for them. Anyway, so I was just thinking about it because these are all things that I do and have done professionally, but I was very willing and happy to give and donate my time and of myself. And the reason I'm I'm saying this is because that wasn't always the case. I remember a time in my life where I would have been offended. Like, I can't believe they're like just expecting me to just do this for free or whatever. And that was like during a time where my self-worth and my just like my worth in general was just full-on tied into work and career stuff so there was no space to just offer something happily everything was so just like tense and yeah just not nice Mm -hmm. so there was like there was no agenda on my end for any of these things that I was doing or offering it was just pure giving from a pure place of joy i get to do a thing that i enjoy and i get to give to my friends and my family in the in the process and i'm having a great time and it didn't feel i didn't feel like i needed to do a perfect job i didn't feel like oh no what if they're not gonna like me or you know what i mean oh no yeah. what if what if it's not perfect i didn't feel any of that nor did i feel any sort of like, well they better appreciate it or like, tip for tad there's it's there's mm-hmm. gonna be like they now owe me a favor no i i just so like purely and freely mm-hmm. no strings attached happily gave my time and energy and gifts
1: that just reminds me of i've been recently sitting with sharing from a place of ego versus sharing from a place of i didn't do this it's happening through me there's the story of the water bearer that i just heard where the water bearer goes to it goes to the well and by going to the well and getting the water he's able to feed give water to thousands and thousands of people by going to the well, grabbing the water, giving it out. As soon as the water bearer says to themselves, I am the water bearer, the water comes from me. All these people are getting water from me. doesn't go to the well anymore to get the water. They're no longer able to give water to anybody, including to themselves. Because at the end of the day, they weren't the, where the, the source of the water, so to right. speak. Mm-hmm. As soon as that ego comes in, uh, then you're really not able to share with anyone. And everybody is harmed by that. I have been in that realm of the last few days or so have been very, and this is probably Thanksgiving and the the energy of, I mean, it's so funny because we eat turkey. I don't, vegetarian for, I don't know, 11 years now. So I don't even remember what turkey tastes, but everybody around me and everyone in, in the country eats turkey on this day. And there's, is it called tryptophan? It's something in the turkey that makes you sleepy. So the energy of Thanksgiving is sleepy right and the energy of the day after thanksgiving and the weekend after is cocooning like that's what everyone's feeling right and i definitely felt that and i started to slip into there's a point where it's no longer a productive rest it's now like a destructive rest Mm -hmm. where you start to get into that like that coma state right where you're like oh i'm not i'm stuck
0: Mm -hmm. nothing
1: there's not there's nothing moving energetically and it's hard to get yourself out of that sometimes. And for me, it, there was a lot of fear there being not good enough, not worthy of love and respect because I am not productive enough, successful enough, good enough. Good as in like an ability, not in kindness. Mm-hmm. And I felt trapped. I started, no, I noticed it really yesterday. I was like, ooh, we're now, into, we're now getting into this like light depressive state. And I was like, all right, universe, God, creator. Move this through me. Like what happens now? Where, how does this, right? Like this is not, I can't do this on my own. I can't help me, right? And and I woke up this morning and I, I just moved stuff. I started stepping into and embracing the fear, embracing the, the things that were like doing it anyway, um, which is so hard <laughs> to be like to feel the fear, notice the fear. And it's so easy to say it, but in that moment, it's so difficult to actually do it you know what I mean? To be like, just do it anyway, right? Just do it. Nike slogan. Just (laughs) Nike. Just do it. So what happened was I was on like this Zohar reading thing at 630 this morning, which I never do. It's basically like the spiritual um, reading of the Zohar, which is the spiritual tool, essentially. So somebody reads in Aramaic and then they invite somebody to read in English. And I've never offered to read. I'm always like, oh, I don't want to mess it up. These words are Aramaic words, like trans subscribe, transcribed into English, like language letters. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. I don't want it. And I don't really want to. I'd rather just listen and receive. But I was like, nope, today I have to. I'm going to push myself just the tiniest bit into that fear to go do it. And I did it. And immediately I could feel like it could feel like energy, like move through me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, okay, great. I witnessed the fear and I put myself in an uncomfortable position. I said, I'm going to be uncomfortable right now. This is going to suck. I'm going to do it anyway. And I felt it move through me. So, okay, great. I did 30 minutes of that. And I said, all right, I'm going to go and start my day at 7 a.m. So I'm going to go start my day. I'm going to go to the gym, which I haven't been to the gym in a week now because of Thanksgiving and everything. God, I really don't want to go to the gym. It's freaking 25 degrees out there. It's freezing. I don't want to walk to the gym. I don't want to do this. And I said, just be uncomfortable, like lean into the discomfort and trust that discomfort that the comfort is actually what's keeping you stuck, right? And beyond, if you can lean into that discomfort, that's where your limitless potential, is. The, the limitless possibilities that you have at your disposal at any given moment to change the world, to affect so much, to, to affect the people around you, the world around you, to do the things that you're meant to do. The only way to ever do that is to, to intentionally be uncomfortable, right? To see the uncomfortable moments and be like, I choose that. So that was my experience this morning. I'm trying to figure out this line, I think right now of when it's you're forcing something, yeah, or when you're challenging yourself a little bit, right? And there's there is a line, there's a line there. I don't know where it is. I've crossed it a lot. <laughs> a lot. And I think for me, there's even hesitation, I think, for a while now, for a few years after being in recovery for workaholism for a year or so in, in 2020 to 2021. Now on the other side of that, as a recovered workaholic, I'm very hesitant to go back to forcing myself to do anything. That's the way I operated for 10 years. So reflecting on that and being like, what is the intention behind it, right? right. And I think that's the thing. Is the intention behind it so that I can prove my worth to the world so that I can, fight like, for the ego of, I am the water bearer, I am proving my worth? Or is it a pure intention, as you just said, a, a place of sharing myself, right, with the world, with the intention of bringing more light in the world? bringing about more change and goodness in the world, Um, experiencing more of life, right? Being more, having a bigger, like saying yes to life in a larger way. Is that the intention? Because that feels pure. And that feels like a good reason to push myself out of my comfort zone, as opposed to for love, because I believe that this is the only way I can win love, respect, worse. um, That feels like forcing. So I think it's something along those lines. I'm still hashing it out for myself.
0: Yeah. It's also you go out into the world so that other people can enjoy you, right? Like to share of yourself and share your gifts, but also to take in stuff. Mm -hmm. So we take in things from the world. So when are you taking in with the intentions? You're like, oh, you're taking in, you're taking in, you're taking in, and then you will eventually give it out to others. Like somebody goes to, I don't know. Tibet and studies with the monks and they're like, I need to take this to the people. And they don't stay with the monks. They decide to bring everything that they learned to the people or they write books or like whatever. And when are you taking in so that you can give more or so that you can give back? When are you filling up? Yeah. To a point where you're just filling up just to so that you can stay full all of the time? I am gonna be full all of the time, no matter what. And then when are you taking in because you're just numbing? Mm-hmm. It's hard, it's hard to know, and I think sometimes for some of these things, we won't know until after the fact, like sometimes we yeah. even think we have pure intentions and then and then something is over us, ah, that did not feel good, like maybe I thought I was doing it for that reason, but if I were to dig a little deeper,
1: and I feel like the point the the intention would be to get to the point where you're able to in foresight instead of in hindsight be like, Ah, yes, this is my pure this is my actual intention right now, right, yeah. Because right now, I think a lot of the world is, is saying, in hindsight, that was my intention. But the <laughs> ideal would be to have everybody being like, ah, in foresight, now I'm looking ahead. Mm-hmm. Being like, what is my intention here? Is my intention pure? It also just makes me think of this Tibetan monk. So funny. I was a Tibetan monk twice. Apparently, I was in a past life. I don't know much about it other than that. And I think that's such an interesting, what you're talking about is the incubation period. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I'm in Sacred November. I'm ending Sacred November, right? I just think, okay, we're coming out of Sacred November. I'm on my way out. It's in the last few days or so. And there was a really amazing incubation period that I created here, right? Of going to the Tibetan, the hills of Tibet and studying with the monks. And you need that, right? You have to have that incubation period, that learning period, or you have nothing to bring back to the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I gave myself that in Sacred November. The time is coming, my friend. To leave the mountains of Tibet, to leave, to leave the monks, and go back down the, down the hill, that down the mountain to to the people to give to bear the water, right? That you mm-hmm. received, mm-hmm. you received as water is time to bear it. Um, but first, you were parched, like you went up the hill because you were parched. But yeah, it's, it just makes me think of incubation time.
0: That's so funny, incubation period. Because yesterday I was think I started thinking about my birthdays, right. and I think about this probably once a year. I just think how insane it is that we're here you know it's what i the mean? end of your you know what a birthday is it's the end of the incubation <laughs> it is the end of the incubation period <laughs> because you literally are getting they're like all right, it's been nine months and it's so gross and it's so messy and not everybody survives it i know you and i both had yeah. difficult it's births good. where we both almost died and our moms almost died so it's so it's not yeah. without its risks to birth something into this world Wait, did you already say your yes for the week? What was your yes for the week? I would say
1: boundaries, weirdly. Mm-hmm. I had some really amazing moments. I had lunch with somebody who gave me all of this information. That's really scary for me to go do that. Uh, social anxiety, it's scary for me to to do those kind of things. I then had coffee with someone else who also gave me so much information. So I had a lot of saying yes to things externally and going to things and doing that and having it come to me and, oh my gosh, I received so much. But I think the biggest thing was practicing boundaries. Mm. And being able to be like that is not okay. The way that you, what's happening right here, and I'm not going to invest, is basically what I'm saying. I see the offer, and I see what you're trying to get me to, but I'm not.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I have more to say on that. No, but that's I it's think that's and- <laughs> it is still yeah, it is potent because we we have a choice in so many moments throughout the day to decide what we yeah. invest in. Yeah.
1: I'm going to continue with that. Thank you for saying that, because I think that's maybe why I was like, why was this the most potent thing? Energy. Yeah. Like, like enthusiasm and having energy. And I think that's been a theme for me recently, too, of just being like, again, tryptophan. <laughs> that must be a turkey season. I just feel so sleepy. I feel so like <laughs> don't want to do things again coming out of this incubation period. I was just like, oh, it feels so good. I just I don't really have the energy to go to the gym. I don't really have the energy to go do this or whatever it might be. And it's, well, you don't have the energy if you're investing it. I mean, energy is a resource, just as money is a resource. And I'm investing it in things that I don't, if I'm investing my money in the stock market, then it's not in my bank account to pay for a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, okay, well, what's your, your value right now? <laughs> not that I think shoes are better than the stock market, but no. I, it's just but an it's, example. It's just an example. <laughs> and it's okay. Well, I do want to invest in this. So putting that boundary up, it's it allows you to save your energy. Again, back to a, a financial example, right? so that you can use it and you can, oh my gosh, this is, sorry, money is the perfect example now that Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. that I'm choosing, it was Black Friday the other day, I'm choosing to save my money rather than to spend it on this pair of pants that are 20% off, but that still means it's $80 more than like I would have spent it. But you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, that $80, I don't want to spend it there. So I'm going to save it rather than put my money somewhere that I don't want to. Same as your energy and your energetic boundaries. So I do feel that there's a shift happening there as well.
0: Yeah, it's so easy to get wrapped up in things that everybody else is doing, and you're getting bombarded with information and, and messaging and, and ads. And if we're using Black Friday as an example, but this is also this also applies to other things that are happening in society when people are outraged about this or that, and you feel like, oh, I should be on board, and so you just like jump on that ship or you jump on that train without necessarily knowing. Wait, which train am I on? We just, because you don't want to be seen as a bad person or you don't want to yeah. be seen as someone who's missing out on whatever's happening right now. Thinking about Black Friday, because it's just a really good example. <laughs> I feel like it comes the day after you're, so you have a day off and you're having like quality time with family and friends or that's the intention, like most people have off on that day and everything. Or day of rest. And then the next day is, now spend your money here. Yeah. <laughs> it's now give us your resources and i think there's a way to do it where for example a couple of months ago there was a thing that i was like wanting to invest in and then i was like wait black friday is coming up in just mm-hmm. a couple of months i can actually wait maybe they will have it without knowing if they were going to have one or not maybe i'll wait until that specific time so i think again with the intentions i think that there's yeah. a way to we don't have to say in general that black friday is a horrible thing no. and oh, fuck capitalism all of that stuff well it does exist so how can i use it Yeah. To my advantage. Same thing with money. It's money is the evil of the world. I can see how you would think that, (laughs) but also money does a lot of good. So where am I going to invest it? I wrote in my morning pages as as well. This is going to be my yes for the upcoming week Mm. is really what I want to say yes to is positivity. I can feel like it's so easy to get pulled into like the molasses that is negativity and it looks can look all kinds of ways, right? And I think we, I think people around us sometimes, like I can really get wrapped up in like other people's drama or negativity or like venting or complaining. And of course, everybody needs to vent every now and then. And I'm happy to hold space and I need venting myself, all these things. But it's like, how can I just have the intention of just choosing to be more positive and more uplifting and more in a state of wanting to elevate something Rather than coming down on something and being super judgmental of myself or other people around me or getting wrapped up in other people's judgments about this or that. And because it's really so so what's starting to happen is I am starting to become super annoyed and and judgmental and pissed off at other people's annoyances and negativity and judgments. You know what I mean? So even Mm -hmm. though I am seeing what they're doing and it doesn't jive well with me, I am still in the same energy in judging that, in letting it trigger me. And you know what I mean? So I'm like, ah, so I'm That's not actually it. any better. Like, yeah. how can I? It's not about being better than your neighbor. <laughs> it's not about that. How can I be better Yeah. for myself? I don't like feeling that way. And I don't want to be this person. So how can I, you know, elevate? One really mundane example is that sometimes when I'm watching movies and, and shows or like TV or whatever, I sometimes I will just stop watching it because this one episode was like poorly written or this one episode was like, I don't know, they were misogynistic or like whatever. And I'm like, nope, I'm done with the show. Never going to watch it ever. You know what I mean? i just like, don't. I'm not going to give it a chance. And and then I might hear from other people that are like, oh, have you watched this? Have you seen that? And like, D-d-d-d-d. I'm like, nope, I stopped watching it because, you know what I mean? And then I'm just like wearing this badge of like, I decided mm-hmm. to not watch the show anymore because of this one thing that I didn't like. And I was like, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know it sounds very like trivial, no, but yeah. it's just like a mini version of like how this shows up in other places in my life. People, oh, you should keep watching. It gets good. I'm like, I don't care. It's a waste mm-hmm. of my time. You know what I mean? I don't care that it gets good in the middle. Like I already spent. 80 minutes watching two episodes of a show that is on. They didn't catch me. They didn't hook me on the first two episodes. So I'm done or like whatever. And then I revisit the show and I was like, oh, it actually got good. Oh, I actually did enjoy that. Oh, I actually watched some very um, interesting performances that I as an actor can learn from. Or, oh, I see what they did there with the script or with the weirdness or with the music. Like there is stuff for me to learn here. So how can I, instead of just like throw a hissy fit and just like, I'm not going to watch this anymore. How can I just like, be more curious. I wonder where this is going to go. Not to say that you need to spend all of your time completing TV series that you don't enjoy. No, not at all. But I think it's yeah. also a good example because we're heading into winter and like we we tend to consume a bit more content and TV in wintertime. It's just a, a very mundane example of I would like to be a bit more, I don't know, I guess generous mm. and positive and, and uplifting with my energy rather than just be judgmental all the time, just for the sake mm-hmm. of being judgmental, just for the sake of signaling that I, you know how people signal that they're good people or like people like to signal that, oh, I'm a good person. Or, I, 100%. I care about this. I care about that. I like my signaling is I am smart enough that I saw mm-hmm. that I noticed that this could have been better or this should have been better. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And because they didn't, I'm not going to bother. I am not going to invest my precious resources. Because I am smarter than... You know what I mean? That's very Capricorn of you. Yeah, very Capricorn of me. (laughs) True. So that... I mean, that's probably why I decided to come down as a Capricorn because... I'm sure we're going to get an opportunity to work through that. Anyway. I love that. That's beautiful. Good for you. And good for the world.
1: My yes for the week will be discomfort. I want to just... I want to make myself uncomfortable three times a day. I've already done twice today so i only one more left three times a day that is so extreme
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to make yourself uncomfortable three times a day i thought I you were maybe gonna month. say three times a week or a month or whatever
1: <laughs> nope per day wow They don't mean big discomforts like i don't mean my brother does ice baths um and i can do them in the summer but he's doing them in 25 degree weather It's horrible. I don't know how he's doing this. And then the Babs are like, he's been testing it. And he's like, it's like in the 30s. And I'm like, this is insane, Kenny. You can't be, you know what I mean? This is unhealthy. So he then has to heat it up. It's horrible. I'm sorry. That was all Fahrenheit, but it's cold.
0: And Actually, this is a bit of a side note. A friend of mine taught me how to read Fahrenheit. This is for all the Celsius people out there. He used to do Celsius as well. And he said, you have to think about the Fahrenheit scale differently than Celsius. Because I think 15, and I know what that temperature feels like. Right, mm-hmm. Because with Fahrenheit. You have to think it from zero to a hundred, right? So if you think, oh, it's a hundred degrees outside, that is really hot. If it's in the eighties, oh, it's it's hot, but it's still it's manageable. It's nice. Seventies, oh, that's perfect. So you're thinking about it from a scale of a one to 100. And the minute he said that to me, I was like, you just changed my entire life. Now people say, oh my god, it's fifties. I'm like, well, that's cold. I know that because I'm thinking oh. about it. In- so when you say thirties, I'm like, I know that's very cold. That's very cold because that's low on the scale. So I'm not in my brain. I'm not trying to convert it from Fahrenheit to Celsius. I'm just using mm-hmm. that scale that he taught me how to use. I, I really struggle with Fahrenheit. That's all
1: I know. But I still struggle with I I not understand time and I don't understand temperature. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. My yes of the week is discomfort. It doesn't mean I have to be in ice baths in 20 degree weather, 20 degree temperatures. I don't have to like force that. It means like little things. Like this morning, I really didn't want to read. And this spiritual reading thing I was doing, I was so scared to do it. But I was like, just push yourself a little bit, make yourself a little bit uncomfortable and do it. I really didn't want to go to the gym. Make yourself a little bit uncomfortable. I'm so comfortable in my bed. It's nice and warm. Go out in the cold, put the jacket on and do it. And I'm so glad I did. So there's, I already have two discomforts in one day. I just need one more today at minimum. So that's my goal for at least the next week. But I think that's really how you expand. I think that's how you start to... Again, I said this already, but go into like your infinite, like we have no limitations. There are no limitations. We put the limitations on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So this is how to, I think, tap into more, more infinite possibilities. It's just a shift. Yeah. And it's a little scary because what's, I'm sure, I, I actually think, I think about this a lot. I don't. Once a year, I think about probably my birthday. I think about the, the birth process and I think about how, oh, wow, it must have been so comfortable and wonderful in there, and so warm and cozy, and all of your needs were met. And then you're thrust into the world. Most people by their heads. You and I being ripped out of our untimely ripped. Yeah, um, is that what it is There's a line. It's a Shakespeare line. Is it
0: from Macbeth or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, un, un, from woman untimely torn something like that. All right. Well, we're butchering Shakespeare. Sorry. <laughs> and can you imagine being like thrust into the cold? The air, like you've been in like this goo to be thrust into the air. No wonder babies come out screaming. You know what I mean? Like this must be horrible. So it's, but then on the other side, it's better, right? Like you were outgrowing that you couldn't grow anymore Mm -hmm. in in the womb. So you had to come into the world in order to continue growing. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And in order to start giving because you, when you're in the womb, uh, you
1: are literally just receiving. That's such a good point. And to start receiving more so you can give more as you grow more. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's that's such an interesting metaphor. Yeah. So I guess that's it for
0: the day. Huh? I guess so. Well, goodbye, friend. Okay, bye. That concludes this week's episode of The Weekly Yes. You will find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at The Weekly Yes. We encourage you to get a little uncomfortable this week and perhaps feel into the magic of trees to give thanks and appreciate any and all nearby trees in your neighborhood. Keep saying yes, and we'll see you next week.